Welcome back to Just the Tip Off, the only NBA podcast that you can stay up late recording because you play the Hawks tomorrow. <laughs> uh, that's that's a good one, Sam. Uh, I'm Mason. I'm Sam. And I'm Nathan. All right, guys, let's jump right into it. So we got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, we were off for a week. Uh, we were all on vacation, couldn't quite get together, so we're back now. So jumping right in, we are going to rank uh, a different position every week, um, the top 10, and then maybe an honorable mention. So this week we're going to start with point guards. So I'm going to give you my top 10 point guards, and you're going to argue if they're good or not. So we'll go with uh, Steph Curry. He's con- I think he's consensus number one. He's just, I, yeah. he's just too good. I was going to get that one out there. <laughs> We can't really argue with his stats. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've been playing a lot, though. So. No. And he'll be back. Uh, big reason is he plays for the Warriors. And so, like, it's not like he's rushing back from injury. He's not going to come back to his 100% comfortable. Oh, yeah. Like, they're still pretty. They're doing okay in the standings without Plus him. some jackass head on his car. Oh, my goodness. Did you see that? That yeah. was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily, no one was hurt in the injury. But, wow. you never. You, it's one of those things you never think that an NBA player could possibly be injured because they got in a car accident. Happens to people every day. Just a regular guy. Yeah. He makes stupid amount of threes. So that was my number one. No real arguments there. Nope. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be as quiet of crowd as this next one. Uh, Russell Westbrook is number two. I knew, I knew you'd be in your top three, and he's probably a top five for me. Um, I think this year in particular, Kyrie Irving's proven to be a better point guard, even though he doesn't put up as good as stats because he has more people to share stats with. Um, but... Kyrie Irving's defense this year is at a career high, and which I think goes a lot, especially at the point guard position. I think he shoots with higher efficiency and turns the ball over less. And when it comes down to it, uh, what you want from a point guard is play playmaking, not turning the ball over, defense, and shooting. Yeah, I have a hard time putting Westbrook up there right now, just because he has missed some games with injury. We're about twenty games in the season. He's missed about half of them. Um, which limits, obviously, his potential. But then he's also shooting career lows right now. Um, well, that's kind of hard to argue with when he was shooting triple doubles. I mean, 17% season, from three, before. though, and 62 from the free throw line no, for starting we're, we're point guard. shooting percentage. Yeah, no, shooting percentage. 17 from three and 60% for okay. starting point guard in the NBA. I mean, his so he had a career better start. than 80. You are, you are true about that. Yeah. And then he was injured for a bit. So yeah. he's playing with a fewer amount of games. And, you know, I, he I, I, think I will just, agree with you. I think you just like him. I love him. And honestly, I made my list, so fuck off. I'm yeah. put him up there. In fact, I'm going to put Kemba Walker above him this year. I think Kemba Walker's proven. You're going to love this next one. It's Kemba. Yeah. I have him ranked number three. Yeah. I, I, I give him respect, but I'm wearing a Russell Westbrook jersey right yeah. now. All right. I'm sorry. I thought we had unbiased judging, but you know what? Continue with your list. I honestly didn't make this off of stats, so this isn't like true, honest. Like, I believe these people. I just. This is like what the stats are showing. So this is, ju- but this is just stats of like points. So what I say is points, assists, rebounds, just those three. So and no, no consideration for efficiency. No consideration for efficiency. Okay. So this is makes sense. Um, and it's just this season. So overall, is not playing anything into. I guess I should have explained that to the beginning. Yeah. But regardless, we're we're up on it now. So those three, Steph, Russ, and Kemba, having great years. Three best point guards in the league? Maybe not. Maybe. We'll see. Um, the next yeah, one I, I have. all top five. Oh, uh, yeah. Next one. This year for sure, yeah. I go back and forth. Chris Paul. 
Um, I can't put him in my top five point no, guards in the league right now. He, he, he's there, there's a couple consistent things right now you're gonna get from Chris Paul, and that's gonna be around ten assists a game for yeah. the year, and that's gonna be missing twenty to thirty games for injury a year. Yeah. And that's where he's at. And the Rockets decide to shell out a five million dollar five year max contract with them. And I don't think he's worth that much right now. No. Five years ago, hell yeah. When the Clippers had him, sure. When the Hornets had him, yeah, they're probably regretting. The Pelicans are regretting not signing him. I I, I, th- I think he works really well in that system. Um, I do think a lot of the uh, inflated. I don't want to say inflated, but a lot of the stats he gets is a reflection of how well he fits into his system. Um. And I also uh, think that I have a hard time – well, A, he's missed so many games this year that it's uh, hard to put it there, but I have a hard time calling him such a top point guard when he is on a team with all the talent and his team's still struggling as badly as he Yeah, I mean, Eric Gordon and James Harden went off for like 90 combined and the team still lost. You can't, you can't put that on Chris Paul, though. No, but in general, but in general, like – your team is struggling. It's hard for you to be concerned with the top players and leaving your team, who was the team they were last year, is struggling this bad. Yeah. And then the also pieces, but not that much. No, no. Not yeah. not to be losing to the team they're losing to. Yeah. Honestly, it could have been a shaky system. It could have been a, uh, you have to have this play, like, out. You have to make a lot of threes, and you have to be good at it. Yeah. They, don't, they have two players who can do that, and the rest of them are... Yeah, they have one two players who can make threes. They have three. Him, Harden, and Gordon, I'd say, are the big three. Yeah, I I, I think Gerald Green proved last year he can make a lot of threes. Like he's just, injured right now. Yeah, he's just shooting up. Okay. Yeah. And he's not playing a lot of minutes anyway. Well, no one is because they're so exactly they're Riddle so with strapped injury. for yeah. depth. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but I had Dame Lillard right underneath him. Yeah. Uh, but I went back and forth between him I and definitely, Chris. I definitely like, put I, him above Chris Paul. I put, I put him above Chris Paul. In this season, I, I put him above... Uh, Westbrook too. I would too. I just didn't want to be the one. Although, the, although I didn't the, want to be the one to yeah. say it. So the, the Blazers have struggled lately. Russ is, at, Russ is averaging twenty three, nine and a half, and nine point three. Yeah. Yes, also, but on how many shots though? Rebounds and assists. Rebounds and assists alone. I took points out of it. But if you look, if you look at what what happened when Westbrook went out hurt, the Thunder went on a five game winning streak with Paul George. Westbrook is back. They're two and three. Since Westbrook has come back. Okay, we'll see. I went on points alone. I thought you said you took points out of it. The points, rebounds, and assists alone. Not where their teams are at. Okay. Yes, but everyone can put up big, big numbers. The question is how well do you work within your system, within your team? Because, you know, it's – and a point guard can go out and score – Harden could go out and score 59 every night, but – if he's on, if he's not good with the system, doesn't give the ball around, and is real selfish, that team is going to lose most of their games because Harden can't score 130 a game, which is what it's taken to win an NBA game nowadays. Well, it's just fun to sit on the outside of this argument. We'll of see. This argument. Here's the thing: five game sample size. Mm-hmm. All right, continue, coach. I'm just saying the the Thunder was going on a winning streak, and then he got hurt. He started. They started out winning, and then he got hurt. They didn't start winning until, like, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Anyway, after Dane Lillard is Ben Simmons. I don't like that because we haven't seen any progression from last year. He's but the he same player. Last year. Yes, but you expect a player. We expected a, 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 a rookie third-year player. Come on, he was at practice. He was 
practicing with the team and all he's just been playing games. Uh, you expect someone of his talent to be able to progress in some sort of way, but right now he is the same player he was last year. At this Has time, not even tried at a jump shot or free throws at all. And he has come out and said, I'm not even worrying about my jump shot right now. He's not even trying to he's be better. He's trying to focus on what they're winning on. Like, they've been winning, and but, they're in a higher place than they were last year at this same point. But look at look at how teams are able to defend them when like they just completely can disrespect them by giving them ten feet of three point. Yeah, they they, they oh, are yeah. the Sixers are yeah. glad they got Butler because now someone is taking that shot at the end yeah. of the game as he's hit two in a row. But and don't don't get me wrong, I think Ben Simmons is a good player, and I I wouldn't put him as high as you put him. Um, <coughs> and he also puts up monster stats. So if you did it by stats alone, yeah, and he's putting up fifteen eight and eight, which is which are good numbers. But I think. You would you would like to see him maybe get twenty ten and eight because that's the type of player he can be and from and you gotta you want to see progression young all stars like him and I think that's what the Sixers are have expected hot and they're not getting it from hot, hot take I don't think he's an all star I say if there's one all uh, if there's I, I, one all star that comes from the Sixers it's gonna be me the way he's playing that, this year and I think even put Butler in that, that's what I'm saying is I don't think he's an all star because he has two other all stars on the team and I don't think that that. I don't think that that team's good enough or has a big enough fan base to get three All-Stars. Because who makes the All-Star teams a fan vote? Well, nobody's making it from the Cavs. Yeah. No, I kept – oh, yeah. But so, there, there's plenty of other All-Stars in the uh, – You East. take out one team and you take out at least, like, two. So yeah. other teams can have four. All right, well um, – Look at the Warriors. Warriors have four. All right. Well, yeah, Warriors also have a much bigger fan base. The 76ers have some fan vote. So, I would you to say that Ra- the 76ers are growing. Ra- right? Ra- Raptors are going to have two. Boston's gonna have two or three. Uh, there you get Vucevic and maybe Eric uh, Aaron Gordon from the Magic. Probably not Aaron Gordon. You get Vucevic will be at least one, maybe two from Milwaukee because yep. Middleton might seek it. You might get yep. two from the Wizards and Wall and Beal. You're gonna get Kemba. I, I don't. I, you could if get Wall and Beal are still on that team. Yeah, I, I I think I think it's a stretch for him to make the All-Star especially team. because there's two ahead of him. I think on that roster. Yeah, exactly. If if but if Butler didn't come to the Sixers, sure, she would. Yeah. But uh, being being now the third guy on that team, I don't think he makes it. He has been down from last year. I don't think he's been. I mean, he's been doing okay. He's yeah. he's been the no, exact same thing he was last year. He's a good year. player. I just think. And, and last, last year, it took the teams a little bit to figure out how to guard him. But he's by the playoffs. By there, the playoffs he, he, had a, he had a he had a two point game in the playoffs against yeah. Boston. Yeah. Because because they realized, hey, we can stick our center on him, but still let him guard the paint. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think I think they put like Marcus so Morris on an athletic four. Yeah. He, he, to get he, he, he literally further out. All, all he needs is a jump shot. Yeah. That's that's literally the only that's the only thing he needs to fix his game because he does everything else great. Or even uh, even free throws because then people aren't going to be hacking him at the end of the games. No. He's going to be when you see him drive, he's not going to be oh well hack him and you know maybe he gets one to go. He's certainly going to get two if he can get those free throw percentage up. Then he's probably going to that's five. I'd say that's five, six, seven more points right there. Yeah. Per game. Oh my goodness, he and LeBron are the worst. Yeah. Um, after him, who would you take? Mike Conley or Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry. I would put Kyle Lowry way higher than you put him. Stats alone, yeah. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Kyle Lowry does a lot of things, little things that don't show up in stat sheets, like take charges, like um, steal show up in stat sheets, but they're not ones you looked at. He plays hard defense and houses on every play. Yeah. And uh, the Raptors also. Uh, plays such brand of basketball that the one who gets the assist is not always the one who makes a play because they're always looking for one pass more. Honestly, mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Kyle Lowry, 
Yeah. Good on you, man. F- can, fantastic player this year. We can go on. Oh, so he has quietly been putting up 15, 4, and 10. I can't, I, I, I can't believe he's only scoring 15. I would thought he'd be... Points are down, but, but Kawhi is averaging probably, what, five more points than DeRozan yeah. was last year. You've got um, the bench is now healthy, and Maris scoring a lot of points. Ibaka's uh, having a great year. DeMar and Kawhi have the same points per game. This, this year? This year. But, but, DeMar, but DeMar, also DeMar, last year's DeMar versus Kawhi is this year. Okay, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's a little bit of a points differential where I think Kawhi's taken a couple more points that... That the Rosen didn't have that were Lowry's. That makes sense. I think so. Yeah. Follow that. Well, after that, so give Mike Conley underneath the uh, Kyle Lowry. Okay. So he was doing. He's doing pretty well. Mike yeah. Conley's ro- running around twenty, uh, three and six point six. And so, al- and also the Grizzlies are the number three team in the West right now. The exactly. Grizzlies. Whatever he's doing, it's working. He's, they found a good balance. Yeah. And I think the Grizzlies were this close last year from blowing it up, trading Conley, trading Gasol, giving up, restarting. I yeah. don't know if they're even going to be thinking about that remotely in the next couple of years. So <laughs> got some good they got talent. Jaron Jackson. You know, I don't know. We'll see where they end up at. I think there's still another. Like obviously, it's I think it's a it's a three star league is what you need. Yeah, but yeah. um, Jaron Jackson's been playing well. Maybe you get another. Maybe you get a steal like a Kuzma type player last year because I think that's where the draft pick's going to end up at, and they're going to be battling. They're going to be a tough out yeah. every night. They, every night you got to play them this year. So ooh, it's going to be good. I'm excited. It's going to be watching games. They are, is that is that time? Uh, that is nine eight only. Kyrie Irving, number You're nine. That low? I don't have him that low. That's what the stats have him in. That's okay. The stats you looked at. Current stats, 1819, yeah. his current stats. Yeah, but only considering the, those three categories. He he started off the game the year shooting pretty poorly, which I think is why yeah. his numbers are down. He's not a his assists are up from his career, but in general, he's not the biggest assisting point guard in the league in the first place. Yeah. Um, and he's smaller, so obviously rebounds aren't huge, yeah. especially when you've got a bunch of like tall, lanky, small forwards that mm-hmm. the Celtics do have in Tatum and Brown, and then you obviously got Horford and Marcus Morris, so I mean, I think I think he's getting better. I think the Celtics are going to get better. They just got to find out how yeah, everything how to work works. Together. They got to put the once that puzzle gets put together, we'll see how long it takes them. We're already quarter way in, and they're a game above five hundred. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that later too. It just we'll see. it's all we'll it's see. all very. I, I, I understand it's actually why a little he's telling of what we're going to be seeing later on. I understand why he's nine right now. Is ten John Wall just for? Not even for stats. Uh, honestly, I can look up John Wall. <laughs> I forgot about him. Dummy. Uh, who do you have a ten? I had to do this early at lunch today. Who do you have a ten? Uh, ten was Jamal Murray. Okay, that's all. Uh, yeah. Wall is tw- Wall is twenty one three and eight. All right, twenty one three and eight. So he gets. Oh, he's doing pretty well. He'd make it up to. Twenty one three and eight. I mean, Bradley Beal's playing better. He's 22-4-4. I, mean, I guess it's better slightly, but... Yeah. He's probably be a right, uh, below Kyle Lowry. Uh, above, yeah. So he's, he's an argument for top 10. I mean, it's kind of... Yeah, also, that, I think of all the issues that he has my honorable in mention out. Who's your honorable mention? Lou Williams. Because he's not putting up the numbers that well, make also, it onto this list. He's, but he's, al- he's also coming off the bench. Exactly. And isn't he a shooting guard? 
I, I'd call him that, but I think he plays. He both. plays point guard on. He's one of the PGSGs. Yeah. 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 But regardless, yeah, sure. coming off the bench, shooting the numbers that he shoots are. It I, still surprises me that he comes. I'm, I mean, I understand we got that is not guaranteed scoring, but it's great scoring off the bench. But it's like you got a guy who might be leading your team in points. Why is he coming off the bench? He's not leading the team in points this year. Tobias Harris. Harris is Harris having? I said Doc Rivers year. found out how to unlock him on like the Pistons and stay in the New York. Seventeen two and four. Okay. He, he was leading the team last year yeah. in points. Yeah. All right. So that was that was point guards. Stay t- uh, tuned in next week to see shooting guards. Yep. And all the people I have ranked right now are going to change just based yeah. on their stats. Yep. <laughs> so maybe we'll throw in steals or blocks next time. We'll yeah. see. Anyway, um, moving on, we're going to go talk about the under and overachievers of the league. So there's been a couple of teams that have gone – under like what we expected, and like a couple of those people, like the Rockets or the Celtics, both hovering around 500. Rockets below, Celtics above. So like, what does that mean, guys? Um, I think it means two different things for the two teams. Yeah. I think the Celtics have to refigure out where they are in, as a team. I think last year they had a lot of role players who were stars that are trying to come back and take their star role. Then they have a, have a lot of actual stars who aren't because of that aren't getting the shots that they deserve, and so I think if we like when you look at the beginning of last year, everyone talked about how good Jason Tatum was, and he, but he was only putting up like 12, 13 points a game, but he was shooting incredible efficiency, and that's because he waited until he took the shots yeah. he was supposed to take. Whereas this year, his efficiencies have dropped as points per game have gone up, and part a lot of people joke that part of it's because he talked uh, to Kobe, and, talked to Kobe and now he doesn't believe in passing. But I genuinely believe that if he's going to be a good player, he needs to be the four option on that team for at least another couple yeah. of years when you think about all the other talent on that team. I think he, he might, might be, be thinking because most of that, when there was like, oh, Jason Tatum, he's come out, was when Kyrie was injured, and it was kind of less of a, all right, Kyrie's a guy we know, like he's the scoring option. Now that Kyrie's back, I think the team as a whole is learning how to adjust to play, not only with him, but with Gordon Hayward, and I think he's realizing there's a lot more options now, and he doesn't know when he's going to get his next shot. So he's falling into a routine where he's taking a lot more fadeaways, a lot more step backs. He's not really driving the ball, getting it into the post like he was last year. I think he's just, whenever he gets that ball, he's like, well, I mean, I don't know when the next time, how many more times I'm going to get the ball, I got to yeah. take a shot. So I think him and maybe some of the other role players like Jalen Brown might be starting to do that as well. But Ter- I think it's. Terro's years become a real shocker. If you look at his shooting efficiencies, they're super low. Yeah. Same thing. He. He's like, I don't know when I'm going to get my shots. i got to keep my um, points up. So he's taking a lot of bad shots. I think they need to refigure out. I think a lot of people on that team need to refigure out their place, <clears throat> including, you saw it touched on it, Gordon Hayward needs to remember he's a fucking star. <laughs> Gordon Hayward's volunteering to come off the bench. You are on a hundred and twenty-odd-something million-dollar contract, Gordon Hayward. You do not come off the bench. The fuck are you doing, man? Yeah, I get it. You're hurt. I get it. You don't know where you fit into this team. But man up and take it. Like, honestly, you can't – and, like, I get – you're doing that, like, scrappy white guy thing where you're like, I just want to do what's best for the team. But no, Gordon Hayward, what's best for the team is you going out there and being a freak of an athlete like you used to be. Like, come on. You're asking a broke his fucking leg. Yeah, no, and I get it. That sucks. And it's going to take you a little bit to get back into your role, but do you know what's not going to help? Taking your role back. 
I don't. I, I think it might help the team a little bit short term, but ultimately, I think it's going to cause him to regress. And I think he's a good enough talent that you're willing to give up, especially in the East when you're the Celtics. You're willing to give up short term wins now in order to. Yeah, and he was an All Star in the Western Conference yeah. in the loaded Western Conference. Yeah. obviously it's we've kind of had some flip flops. LeBron went over. Yeah, James Butler came back, but it's still a loaded Western Conference, and he was he was an All Star out mm-hmm. there. I, I um, think his confidence is shaken. Mm-hmm. I think he might not be up, back up to 100% like fit. Like I'm sure he's 100% healthy, but you got you got to think of what ridiculous yeah. shape these professional athletes yeah. are in, and he took a year off. I think I think there's that, some mental. That's gonna take some time to get back to it, but I think there's some mental game to oh, it as well. Absolutely. I, I guarantee that first time he went up for a rebound scared the living shit out yeah. of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Has anyone seen him go for an alley oop this year? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I've I've seen him dunk once. <laughs> yeah, and it, I, he's I think he's playing scared, and I think he's not up to 100 percent fit, and I don't think that's the aggressive uh, nature we uh, he needs. He's taking something off of it. That's got to yeah. be it. Like it's yeah. I get it. You're playing reserve. Definitely yeah. play the long haul. You know, maybe play for a year, just ease back into it. Yeah, I don't think it, he's done. But no, he, he's not. He's not done. But I I really hope that that doesn't take a big chunk out of his career. All right, so I think Boston just needs to. Put the pieces together they, and they'll they, figure it they, out. They need. They need to have. There's one, only so many combinations. They That's need to have true. one of those locker room meetings where they sit down and reassess yeah. each other's roles. All right. All right. What about the Rockets? The Rockets. Game under 500 now. Nine yeah. and ten. So gonna get out in front of this. Couple of their stars didn't play. Don't play for a lot of their games. Yeah. So, so Chris Paul doesn't play because he's hurt. Um. Has James Harden taken some games off? James he's Harden took some. Game. James Harden got. James Harden like played the first two games, got injured for like four or five, yeah, and then came back. I mean, he's leading the team in three of the five major categories. They also, um, they also lost Trevor Reza and Luke Mbamute, who did a lot for spreading the floor. Um, I mean, you look at the roster; there is only five guys who play more than ten minutes on that team. Yeah, yeah. And they that, they are they they are they, asking they, a lot. They, they just don't they just don't have the depth. Yeah, and so. Uh, it's a very different story from the Celtics because the Celtics, I think, have the talent, haven't figured out how it is. I wonder if the um, I wonder if the Rockets have the talent. Like I think at the end of the season we'll see what it shows in because, or where it shows out because it's a long season. Uh, yeah, eighty two games. We're we're coming in on twenty. We're com- we're a little ways we're, off. Yeah, we're we're a quarter of the way through the season. Quarter of the way through the season. But um, on on that note. Do you think they make the playoffs? Because they're they're in the West, and, and it, it, the, the West is turning to be exactly what we thought it was. And then a couple teams that we thought would not be even in consideration are stepping up. Like the Grizzlies and the Kings are both in playoff talks. I mean, the, the, the Nuggets are solidly. I mean, yeah. I think we all thought they'd be there this year, but they are solidly in the playoffs every and, single time. As I, are the Clippers, where the Clippers were like, oh, you might fight to a ten yeah. seed." Every single time I look at the Western Conference playoff pictures, because right now the Spurs, the Pelicans, the Rockets, and the Jazz are all not in the playoffs. I'm like, "Oh, well, they'll all make it in." But then I look at that, and I'm like, "Okay, so maybe the Kings fall, but like, yeah. may, but the Nuggets and Clippers are starting off strong. You oh don't see gosh. the Warriors, the Nuggets, and the Thunder, the Blazers falling they're, out. They're, it's they're hard to believe." Still at the yeah, there's, a, there's only one team I know won't make the playoffs, and that's the Suns. Yeah. But I also don't feel very confident about the Rockets or the Jazz, which is crazy because they're both a fantastic playoff team last year. If you look at the Jazz started, the Jazz started nine and eleven last year too. Yeah, no. So the, they the, could turn they, around they and turn find around. that second half defense and, what they did last and so, year. And so could the Rockets because it's the West. 
The only team that can't do that is the Phoenix Suns. And I'm saying that as a kind of Suns fan, because I love the Suns. I think when I watch their games, their announcers are very friendly. I think they have a lot of young, fun talent. I think their uniforms are pretty. Steve Nash is one of my favorite players growing up. I love, I am a closet Suns fan. Yeah, I can, I don't know, you're pretty coming out right now. Yeah, no, this is my coming out party. I know, there, there's going to be. As, as a Suns fan, I feel confident saying, yeah. we are not making the playoffs this year. <laughs> you will not, but there are going to be four very disappointed teams come March. Because I'm looking at it right now, and I, I, it feels like, it, I mean, literally, like people Barring are, an injury. Barring injury, and people are kind of vying for that. Okay, instead of going eight east, eight west, let's go top six teams, to, sixteen teams total. I mean, right now you'd probably get what at least 10, 11 from the west, maybe at least based on last year you would have gotten that. Do you I, like, I, don't, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily the case this year. I think the east is a lot better than people give it credit for this year. It's got some. I, I agree. I'm just, I'm just looking at that playoff picture. I'm like, well, the Spurs going to miss the playoffs the first time in like twenty three years? There's no way. Not gonna happen. Are the Pelicans with Anthony Davis gonna miss? I it just feels like they shouldn't. But right now, so many of those teams are in a position where. Do you think that the they Pel- not. Do you think the Pel- Pelicans don't start making moves? They move Anthony Davis at the trade deadline. I don't know if you can move move. Like I mean, he if, if they you, trade you, Anthony you, Davis, you, you, they won't be good for twenty years. No, <laughs> don't be dramatic. They move if they trade Anthony Davis, they won't be good for two. At, at least two. They'd have Maybe to be long one for him. Yeah, no. The but, question is who's willing and who has that much. Lakers. You don't, you don't, you don't think you don't think that you don't think that they would do uh, Anthony Davis for one of the one of the four of Josh Hart or sorry two of the four of Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma, Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. Give them two of the four in a first round draft pick. I think you, I think I think the Pelicans would ask for more. I we want three in draft pick. Uh, I'd say I, I, I'd say three in a draft pick or two and two draft picks. I, I, I think the Lakers would do two in a first rounder or. Two I, th- I think the Lakers rounders. would do that. I don't think the Pelicans would go for it. I think you are underestimating because here's the thing: is he, next year's his contract year. Like he's a free agent in 2020, and if they don't do something, he's gonna walk. Are you really gonna let Anthony Davis walk for nothing? Yeah, but are the Lakers gonna trade possible all the young ass, assets for the possibility he doesn't even no. stay? No, they'll trade two of them. I don't know. I so I think that's do, a risk. Do, do, do you really think that if uh, Anthony Davis goes to a team with LeBron and the two of them go deep into the Western Conference playoffs, a place that Anthony Davis has never been past the second round, do you really think he's going to leave the Showtime Lakers with LeBron you never, fucking James? You never know. You you really don't. I mean, he said he'd go to the Knicks, Lakers. He said go to the Lakers, the Celtics. The Celtics. And Durant wanted to go to the Knicks two years ago, but uh, that's kind of there was not going to happen. Yeah, I want to say it was, it was, it was a like championship team. Oh, regardless, I, I, I think if they don't make moves, that we will be seeing him uh, move come trade the deadline. I kind of hope he does because, right. or at least he, he's, he's, a top, he's a he's a top three t- uh, player in the league right now, wasting away on a team that's doing nothing. With I, yeah, honestly, it's their twelfth overall right now. Come on, he's in an he's almost in the prime of his career. Yeah, he's only like twenty four. He's twenty six. Oh, he's already twenty six. Yeah, Damn. he's almost in the prime of his career. And if they don't get him some like serious, th- like okay, Julius Randle's doing fine. Um, uh, Drew Holiday's doing fine. Yeah. 
They get healthy because Miritich is out right Miritich. now. Miritich. So and here's the thing. Yeah, they, they need to put something together if they want to make the most of it. Or else they're going to start looking like the the Kings, trading away a young talent and then watching the Blue. Or the Raptors, really. Vince Carter, Chris Bosh, maybe DeMar DeRozan. Jazz was the other team he named. Oh, he named the Jazz? Jazz. I don't think he <laughs> Left field. That would be crazy. Uh, yeah, but that would be. Here's the thing is they'd want Mitchell. Oh, yeah, man. They'd, they'd, they'd probably want Mitchell and Gobert. No. They, so they yeah, just, they, they'd want it. There's no way they'd get it. Honestly, I don't think the Jazz have anything to give them. Unless it's draft picks. Draft draft. Because you'd want, if you can get Gobert, AD, and Donovan Mitchell at the yeah. same time. They want to create, okay, three is the magic number these days. There's getting to be a point in this league where there's enough like competition where you start doubling up on who's good and how many positions you have. So you start to go around, and it's big threes now. You could have used to be dynamic duos, and it was one player before that. it's. I think that all adds up to two players, though, because obviously you have an all-star in, you need a base. in Davis, but I, don't th- I think Mitchell and Gobert add up to one. you got the scoring of Mitchell and the defense of Gobert, but um, I, I, don't I think Gobert's scoring is going to go up a lot with the gravity of... Oh, Anthony Davis there as well. If you but, look at the, the last championships from every year since Dirk's year, 2009 or 2010? No, 2011. There it is. 2011 NBA championship. Every team has been like a super team, a big three. Well, I think so, the Mavericks were an anomaly in that because then exactly. you had the then Celtics. Yeah, the, the Celtics before that with Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett before that. So. I think there was that the that Mavericks year was a little bit of an anomaly. You just had a Dirk in his prime and a bunch of other role players who were playing extremely well come playoff time. So to you, was Kobe. So to you, who say the Jazz have nothing. What about a package that includes uh, Grayson Allen, Alex Burke, Dante Exum, Derek Favors, and Pick? And yeah, that's young talent, but right now it's just not. Derek Favors is But if you're trading back away, if you're trading away Anthony Davis, you're not winning now. Like you guys are thinking about it wrong. You're like, why would you do that? Like they are gonna be so much worse. That's the point. So you gotta get worse if you're doing a rebuild, you gotta get worse before you get better. I know, but the Jazz have been waiting on X and the And so if they if they're in win years. if they're in win now, they keep Anthony Davis. But if they can't win with Anthony Davis, that means they need to break it down and build back. Because if you have an Anthony Davis type talent and you can't win, something's clearly broken. I just don't think that package provides you with the players that are going to get you there. Because oh. the Jazz have been waiting on Exum to develop for three to four seasons now. I don't and see he a really superstar has freak athlete in that mix. Like no. Anthony Davis is a team. You build a team around him. You don't trade him to be someone. And there's no he's, guarantee that pick is going to be you're going to treat him like Shaq, you're going to get become like the Magic. Like, honestly, you're going to trade away. The Magic didn't trade him, though. Yeah, imagine if they would have gotten something back for Shaq. The Magic were so bad for so long because they let him walk. If you know he's going to walk at the end, anyways. Regardless, there's because I don't, I don't think he stays if you guys if they don't start doing something in the playoffs. They got to get there first. Yeah, exactly. And so if they know they're not going to make the playoffs around the trade deadline, why would you get something? Because he's worth so much. Try to get some like other people to build around him, mm-hmm. so you can. Win. Yeah, no, and they might they might make some moves first. I. 
Not sure what... I would hope that trading AD away isn't their first option. <laughs> I'm not sure what other moves they have, because really, Randall and Holiday are the only things they have with too much value. Yeah, they could trade them away to try to build up a duo. We'll yeah. see. And um, I don't think they're in a good enough place to trade away draft picks because they're in win now. Either way, though, if you trade Anthony Davis, the team's going to have to give up a lot. Then the team that just gave up a lot to get Anthony Davis will have nothing to surround Anthony Davis with. So then Anthony Davis is going to be in the same position on a different team with no exactly. one around him. <laughs> you, you know, and, and unless you trade him to a team like the Lakers for two of their young four pieces, so he had two pieces – and LeBron James to build around. I still think so it, you're going to be more than young two. Young players are those different. Well, they already said they're the not giving up Ingram. Like Magic is set on not giving up Ingram. Like yep. I think that's that's the one who's a hundred percent off limits. Yeah. Josh Hart, I think is they like him, but I think he's pretty disposable. I think. Josh Josh Hart, Carl, uh, Kyle Kuzma, and a pick. Those are two good players. But they're the franchise. Around y- yes, but neither of them will be anywhere close. Anthony Davis, and there's no guarantee that draft is going to be close to Andy. I don't think they let Lonzo walk. They've basically said he's... Uh, He's going to be... He is pretty good, but for his age, he's coming in. He just needs a new jump shot. Even then, he's shooting... Here's the thing, is he's shooting so good, so why fix it if it's not broken? He's not shooting that great. Um, Some overachievers, though. Let's talk some happy stuff. The... um, Who's doing really good? The Grizzlies. Grizzlies, man. The Clippers. 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 People in the West. You the, those are those. Are, I think those are the two big teams Nuggets. as a whole who are overachieving. I think people wow. kind of saw the Nuggets coming, but no one saw the Clippers leading the West and the Grizzlies a four seed right now. People were sleeping on Nuggets at the beginning of the league, of yeah. the year. It was ridiculous. The Nuggets have a ton of talent. They've just never been healthy enough to make it figure out. Jokic, I think, very, very, very good. I don't, I don't know if I put him at a. But he was a top fifteen player in the league. For his position, yeah. Well, for his position, he's top his five. for his for his position, yeah, he's he's borderline top five. But for top fifteen in the league, maybe top twenty, but I'm about 20? top fifteen. Yeah, I but put him top. Paul Millsap's been around for a long time. He's having a great season. Uh, Jamal Murray is having a breakout season. Uh, and frankly, they just play good hard defense. Like that's the hardest thing about them. And, like, they are, uh, I don't know if they're ranked in D, but it's good. Yeah. They're up there. Maybe only the Celtics are better than them? Yeah, Celtics still have number one defense. Not this year. No, who is it? They're, they, they've gone down. The Sixers ended at fourth last year. They are 14th. The Jazz were like one. They are bottom. They are below 20. All the teams who were solid defensive teams last year are kind of, are, have started the season struggling. I, I, they might the Celtics might still be, but I think they they've slipped um, out of the number one defense uh, this right. year. The Thunder are the number one defense. The Celtics are number two. The Grizzlies are three. Pacers are four. Nuggets are five. Look at that Thunder up, baby. And it's almost as if their defensive liability's been hurt. No, nah, man, we got Paul George great at stealing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, also, Russell Westbrook, not that bad at stealing. He's got some good steals. No, look but, it, it, but look at his opponent's uh, like field goal percentage because he doesn't worry about contesting. He worries about rebounds. But we're not starting this debate again. You and Nathan already have. And you and, you and Mason have had the past four podcasts. Yeah. Not past four. four. Don't be dramatic. Ted's had it twice. <laughs> Three times. The... Oh, how about the trade wars? Uh, so, I think... First thing we need to talk, to, talk about in the trade wars. Actually, no, because we're going to talk about that later. If we're talking about trade wars is in, 
upcoming trades. Um, Bradley Beal and John Waller, two big ticket items. I was going to talk about who won the Jimmy Butler. I think I thought we were going to talk about that in a little bit. Oh, that works. Yeah, go for it. All right. Yeah. So, but um, yeah. So the uh, as far as who's getting traded, um, I think Wall and Beal are the two big ticket items that like they've said. Did they take both? Lot. That both both are on the block. They're yeah, taking offers. The, the Wizards have said everyone's on the block. Yeah. If you had to, if you had to keep one, which one would you rather have? Uh, Beal. I agree. I'd rather have Beal. I think John Wall's kind he, of a kind yeah, of I a want, some, one of one. Just toxic. I want to. In Los Look at his fucking contract. Here's the thing: is he's he, making like forty-eight million dollars in three years. Every year, his contract yeah, is going up like four million dollars. He, 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 he starts a supermax, yeah. uh, back into supermax next year. His contract is awful, and I think he's a toxic to the locker room. I think Bradley Beal has as a much better ability to play around any and all guys in the league. Uh, he's, with John the, with the exception of assist numbers, he's playing as good, if not better, than John Wall right now. So John Wall's kind of a chucker, too. You look at how he shoots, he does not shoot well from Wall when he shoots it. No, John, John Wall right. is a like Westbrook. He, he thought he had to, but Bradley Beal is actually yeah. kind of big. Yeah, no, and he, he thinks he has to. Like, and, you know, I, that's fine. Certain players think that, but that doesn't make it a redeeming factor. Hot take, just by the numbers this week, Bradley Beal is a top five shooting guard yeah, in the league. Absolutely. So Bradley Beal's fantastic. I'd, I'd say he – And John Wall, I would say – I'd say is normally. I mean, you've got yeah. Clay. Yeah. I'd say Beal. You can um, argue Chris Milton. Uh, CJ McCollum's going to be up there. James Harden. DeMar James Rosen, Harden. Devin Booker, Victor Oladipo, Bradley Beal. Yeah. Those are the five. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I see, you, you've, you've got a, a lot around there as well. Clay. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Bill Butler, C.J. McCollum, Tim Harden. Butler's more. I feel like Butler's almost more three. Mitchell. Uh, I know he is a two, but he, I feel like he's, he's more. The, he, he's, he's more of three at the Wolves. I think he's a two at uh, Philadelphia. I would J.J. Redick at the two, though. I guess. Yeah. 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 Unless they decide to play like Redick at the one, Butler at the two, Simmons at the three. I don't know. That's a Sixers are a weird lineup right now. They gotta. Why can't? Oh, it'd be cool, J.J. Redick play like Seth Curry. Right, just I don't know. Yeah, I think it's really cool if a lot of players can play. Like I, I think I think Reddick's just a little bit too early. I think Reddick's good for like five or six coming off a ball screen, like threes a game, and that's oh, what yeah. he does. Yeah, that was just a little preview of the shooting cards. Uh, top ten. That's so probably gonna be different next week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. So then the, I guess. Upcoming trades other than that? Uh, there's Kyle Corver for Markel Fultz. No, I, I think they're, the, the Sixers are definitely looking to get some more shooting in that locker room. Yeah. And I think Kyle, Kyle Corver's been the been the one that I've heard of. The most. Yeah. I actually haven't heard of them looking to get anybody else but Corver. Yeah, and uh, 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 to that point, the Cavs are tanking, and so if you tank, why not take someone who's struggling and rebuild around Yeah, him? right, and maybe Markel Fultz, may, Mark oh, Fultz yeah, does well, become yeah. the player the Sixers thought he was going to. Markel Fultz isn't horrible. He it obviously has some mental blocks, and he's not shooting well. But as he can as drive the ball. He can drive the basket. He he's pass. still doing well, and he plays good defense. Like, Just that we said about Colin Sexton, if he's doing well, he's actually improving. Colin, yeah, exactly. But, and so... He's getting the opportunity to do well with yeah, and, and so if that's if that's what a player like Sexton or Fultz needs, what better team to do it on than the Cavs? So is he going to be the backup? Then? 
no, I think that's our starting one and two guard. Because I think I, Rodney, honestly, Rodney, Hood, Rodney Hood come off the bench. Yeah. How tall is Colin no, no, no. Sexton? Colin Sexton? Yeah. Like six three, six four. Here, here's yeah, well, Blizzard. Really they're, they're gonna pass. They're gonna like wave Jr. Yeah. Hot take. Rockets are gonna pick him up. That'll be fun. Uh, there's a like there's that. a hot take like for that. you. Um, and then, yeah, I think if you, if Fultz does come in, either he's the backup to Sexton or you play him with Sexton and then either Hood and Osmond are your two threes. Or, or, or I was going to say, um, or, you bench, you bench Nawaba and put, put, a, put, a, put a three and yeah. Osmond at the four or switch him. Yeah. Hood's a little taller, I think, but Osmond's a little Osmond's bigger. Taller. I don't know. They're both pretty tall, yeah. lanky guys. So. And Noah was good, but I've got no problem with Noah. Oh, he's coming on the bench. Yeah. And then you, when Kevin Love comes yeah, back, comes it, back, I mean, granted, if they, if they if he comes back, the Cavs might just ship him right out to get something for him. Awesome. You never know. Honestly, because they can't. They, that, they might be doing that right. They can't yeah, trade into their players. Trade so. But they can tell. Yeah, yeah. They, they can absolutely like have the deal lined up. Yeah. It's <laughs> like yeah, when you're ready to go, ready yeah. to go. Yeah, we'll 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 take John Wall for Bradley, or we'll take. Kevin Love for Bradley Beal. Ooh, I think they they give us John Wall. I don't think they give us. Well, no, you're right. They said Bradley Beal's on the block. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Bring him. Bring him. I, Cavs I, don't I, have I, the I don't, cap space to fit. Well, oh, they might. They, well, if they, they get rid of they, Kevin they and they get rid of LeBron, Kevin. that's true. Then they would. But <laughs> do you really want to take on that? I. That's the thing. I don't know if anyone I wants to take on that wall contract. That's why I think if someone gets traded, it'll be Beal because yeah. I don't think anyone's going to take that contract. Yeah. That's how bad it is. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, Lakers could. They'd be probably the only ones who could. Yeah, but, I mean, do you want to spend someone who has, who's, you're going to pay not. Steph Curry not. money for a player who's oh, not God. Steph Curry? Bad idea. Um, but that makes me wonder, is he the sidekick or is he the lead man in Washington? Who? Bradley Beal he, over John Wall? He, 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 he was the sidekick. I think it's Brad, Brad, Bradley Beal, I think, is the sidekick, and I think that's really unfortunate. But like when you look at like, well, basically when you look at usage rate, he's the sidekick. John Wall just does too much for that team. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of sidekicks in the league. There's a lot of teams that have you know their one star and a sidekick, and oftentimes their sidekick is a comparably good, if not better, star. But we're looking at sidekicks around the league. I think a lot of shooting guards in that category. I yeah, think. yeah. Beal, Middleton. Column Clay, Clay. Yep. yeah, a lot, yep. lot of shooting yep. guards in that category. I, I, I think you could almost put Paul George as a sidekick. Like if, if you're gonna look at his Russ's team when you look at how much they're being used, which I think is a real shame because I think he's a good enough player to. But <clears throat> he's uh, putting up some good numbers: twenty-four, eight point one, four point four. Yeah, he, he's, he's having an outstanding year. Who's the sidekick, Curry or Durant? Uh, Durant. It's think Durant's team. the sidekick. Curry. I think team. I, I disagree. I think, I think it's Durant's team. I think I think it's just because Curry's hurt. I think it's definitely Curry's team. Well, it's Curry's team when he gets back, but dude, he has been out well, yeah. ever. He's been out like three weeks. I'm hoping he honestly every time he gets he, hurt, he's supposed he's supposed to start possibly Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Hey, he's he's out for three weeks, but I definitely think it's Curry's team, and I, I think you can see that based on uh, the win win loss record with Curry there and with Curry not there. And it is pretty glaring. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Wiggins is a sidekick up in Minnesota. I think that's yep, that's, that's going to be Cat's that's Cat's team. team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, for sure. And he's totally fine with that. Yeah. Chris Paul, James Harden. Uh, Chris Paul's a sidekick. Chris Paul's sidekick. James Harden's team. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Um, DeAndre Ayton, kind of Booker's sidekick. 
Yeah. It's hard, hard to say centers and sidekicks. Exactly. Ooh. I feel like your sidekicks tend to be your. Sh- it feels yeah. like your shooting guard, maybe guard, maybe small forward. I got position. Get one. Hard to find an inside presence. Luka Doncic or DeAndre Jordan. Uh, neither. Neither. They don't really have because. No, you got you got to have one clear star, and I think Luka Doncic and Harrison Barnes share too much of a heavy role in the. Three three years from now, Doncic will be the star, and I think Barnes will be a sidekick. Yeah. Three years from now. Three? I could see it in two. Maybe one. I think Barnes is still... He's, what, like 29, 30? But, yeah, Barnes Barnes is still a relatively young player at the uh, at the three spot. You can put him at the four. Um, he didn't break top ten. No, I mean, he's not he's not anything outlandish, but he's solid. I, 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 I think he'd probably start at the three or the four on a lot of teams. Because you can play either. A lot of teams in the league, he'd start at the three or the four. He was close to last time I checked to 16, 5, and 1, which is good. Not bad. Fine. Not awful. But I mean, he said better. So, like last year, I think he was up. He was closer to 20 a game. Yeah, but I also a big part of that is how much of the offense Dodger could take from him. Because last year, yeah, last like year there was him, no so scoring points on that team. Uh, I think. I, I think. Calling DeAndre Jordan is better, better than him as apples and oranges because, I mean, it's a center to a small forward. I think. I'm talking about a leader of the team. As a leader of the team, I don't think DeAndre Jordan's a leader of the team. I think Harrison Barnes is the leader of the team right now, and I think Doncic is taking that role, and by next year it will be. Mm-hmm. So we were at three years, two years, now we're one year. We're doing a year. Yeah. Next year he's he's the guy. Yeah, I think he's already starting to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we're only a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah, oh, yeah. and he, he, yeah. Could be, he could be the – I think I think the long term you're looking at like two or three years when you like it's blatantly obvious that Doncic is that guy. <laughs> By the end of the season though, it could be like you could see hints of it. He had a freaking like that. One of the hints of it was when he they played the Celtics, <coughs> and he had this deep three where he faked yeah. out, shot yeah. fake Kyrie, went underneath, shot it. That was, that was a cool highlight. Oh my goodness, that was like flashes of greatness yeah. right there. So that's gonna be exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that uh, that leads us into a couple people who I thought were sidekicks got traded into. So I used to think Buddy Hield was a sidekick um, in so New Orleans, but then he got traded to the Kings. Interestingly enough, Buddy Hield can be Hawkeye. The the Kings are a team of sidekicks. There is no star. All right, so there are seven players scoring. Virtually 10 points a game or more. I'm going to call it virtually 10-point games because I'm on Trumpers at 9.9. <laughs> That's a little bit. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but Buddy Heald, De'Aaron Fox, Willie Klaustein, Bogdan Mandanovich, Marvin Bagley, Bajelica, I'm not even going to try his first uh, name. Belitsa. Be- Belitsa. That's how you say his last name. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Shumpert, all average, virtually over t- uh, 10 points a game. Heald leading at 18.8. Um, And here's the funny thing. They're all over 24 minutes a game too. He leaves, or sorry, Fox leads with 32.1. Um, also, as far as point guards go, Fox is 17.4, 4, and 7.5. I don't know if you considered him, but he, I think, I he think was he was up there, so he's on the fringe he, of being honorable. I, I, I think Fox. Um, I think Fox is a what Russell Westbrook type, and the fact fact that he what he does well. Is what I think Russell does well, which I, I put Russell in my top eight, top five. And that's 
he leads the break and he forces the other team to up their pace. I think because he's he's ridiculously fast. ridiculously fast, ridiculously athletic. He is very athletic. One yeah. one thing that I, I want to point out about the Kings is with, with on their roster, all but two players play more than ten minutes a game. Yeah, they are getting usage rates out of everybody. Well, I think it's because they don't have that big star. I think Fox can be that in a couple of years, but because they don't have that big star, they're getting good minutes out of everyone who comes into the game. Well, be- because of that, because they're getting so many minutes out of so many people, that allows them to have a hundred and six point one eight possessions per game. That's good for second fastest team in the NBA right now. They're and young. They're young. They're running. And yeah. here's the thing: is they're a team that no one wants to take seriously either. Like. You prepare for the Celtics. You prepare for the Rockets. You prepare for the Warriors. And, like, no one in the league wants to be like, all right, we got to, like, really rest up. We got to really, like, watch film. We're playing the Kings, Kings tomorrow. Yeah. Holy and shit. So I think it? they're almost taking advantage of being looked over. Was it 2004 right now? Jesus Christ. Yeah, they, and they're going to – they get maybe a veteran player who's like an all-star. They could be really good. Look, there are players less than five years in the league on that team. Buddy Heal, De'Aaron Fox, Willie Colley-Stein, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Marvin Bagley, Justin Jackson, Yogi Ferrell, Frank Mason Jr., Harry Giles, Scalabasier. They are all less than five years in the league. Yeah. Um, so they have uh, pretty average offensive and defensive ratings um, at 107.6 points per uh, 100 possessions on the offense, 109.8 points per uh, 100 possessions. So they're a little bit in the negative, but that leads them to be 10 and 10. They're eight in the West. They're a playoff team right now, and they've had some. They've won some games against some good teams. They barely lost to the Warriors the other night. They've beaten the Thunder. They've beaten uh, who else have the Kings beaten? I saw the them Spurs, beat the, they the, beat the Spurs, the Jazz. Like, and they're a fun so. Here's my thought of the Kings. Here's something that I think um, the league, they traded away both their first and second round draft pick next year. The Kings will not have a draft pick next year. And they're okay with that, I think. Were the Kings this good last year and we're just making decisions to tank? Or were the Kings, or are the Kings really having that much of a breakout year? I because think they it, now, it's interesting how all their players are like the same age. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I like and they, right now, like, have zero incentive to tank. They're pretty much the only team in the league with zero incentive to tank. I think I think it's kind of more of an outbreak year because Willie Cauley-Stein is far improved. We really didn't yeah. see this because he's kind of been hiding in the shadows of other centers. Yeah. So he's finally come out. Darren Fox is up like 10 points a game this year. Buddy Heald's finally getting that yeah. shooting stroke down. I think it's I think it's more of a, a breakout year, and these guys are finally starting to play well. They're playing well with each other. The fact that they're all young means they can all run up and down the court yeah. like that. I think it's a breakout year. So, and don't get me wrong, I love him because he's a Duke guy. I think he's going to do a lot of great things. Martin Bagley is going to be a good player, and I think he was really safe. But I think when you're on a team with Willie Cauley-Stein and a couple of their other backup centers, I think he's a little bit redundant. I don't think they need another lanky big man. He's more like a fiery guy. Bring him off the bench. Well, I, th- I think they're, well, they're going to look at him to play the four, not the five. But, but they, think about where they took Marvin Badley in the Third. Uh, draft. They had an opportunity to take Luka Doncic instead. Can you imagine how stupid good that team would be with Luka Doncic on it? That would have been a good oh. I don't know. I think they needed that position. 
they need another wiry big man when they have Willie Collie Stein. Let me see their full roster because yeah. those are the two that are scoring. They, they, they have him. They have, the they have Scala Messier, who is kind of out of Kentucky. They had Costa Kufus, who's kind of in the back of his career out of Ohio State. Um, I mean, you've got – They've got Shea Labasi. They've got um, – Yogi Ferrell, Frank Mason. Really, I mean, they've got they've got Scalabissier and Kuzkufis, and they got a lot of point guards. Really, it's I think it's him and uh, Belitsa are their power forwards. So yeah. I don't if they play him at that power forward spot, I don't but think Luka it's Dantra so much redundant. Play, but Luka Doncic also plays the power forward. Yeah. But but if you look at that roster, you play him at the small forward because all you have yeah. are Justin Jackson and Troy Williams, yeah. and, and he's think, a much I, better small forward. I think he'd be great at the small. I, I like Marvin Bagley. I think he was a safe pick. I think he's ultimately be going to be a good asset for the Kings. I just think that's a fun what if. I think that team would be better if. You know, I know you know what in what yeah. fun what if from last year is what if the Sixers were taking Tatum instead of Fultz? Yeah. Absolutely. That that would have been or no, you know you can always look back. And you redraft now, Donovan Mitchell's going top five, not thirteenth. Yeah. So absolutely. Right. Donovan Mitchell's going top two. You think what Tatum? Do you think that messes with their drive a little bit? Like I got trapped to top ten, top five, like that's I mean I like Maybe, but I doubt it. Maybe on some fringe players, but I think we really are that type. I don't think you get to be that top talent in the NBA if you don't have that drive in you. I don't. If you're just a freak athlete. Yeah. We've had some like top ten busts. Yeah. We've had some top one busts. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few. The Cavs have had quite a few. Have had at least one. The Cavs have had one. Like don't 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 be fed this rumor that we can't make a top one draft pick. When you when you look at all the top one draft picks that we've had in our lifetime, they have been uh LeBron James. I guess that's okay. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Traded away for Kevin Love. And Anthony Bennett. <laughs> like I said, we've had one bad one. Uh, beyond that, the Cavs handle first overall draft picks very well. It only takes one bad one though. Yeah. I mean, what the Heat are still getting shit for Greg Oden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Granted, that was more of an injury that, that, that deal than injury. performance issues. Um. So. Yeah. You can start doing cocaine. That's you're thinking Lamar. Oh, I'm thinking Lamar. You're thinking yeah. Lamar. Sorry. That's Man, LeBron would have gone down to Durant with the Heat. Ooh. Sheesh. Oh. So, who, and the people who are in the tank race this year, or actually the beneficiaries of the tank race, got to be the 76ers. I wouldn't say the Warriors tank, but they're definitely doing better after being bad for a while. Yeah. And then uh, the Hawks as well. Like they're they're on their way down, but I think they've got some potential. They're coming. I, I think they've got another year of tanking in them. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean they got John Collins as a solid power forward. Trey Young can just be efficient. He's going to be a great point guard. Uh, Torian Prince is is turning out to be a great small forward. Uh, you know, there's got obviously a couple pieces still there, and there's no all star. I think John He's Collins. To try to rebuild the Warriors. I think yeah. I think I think John Collins could be an all star when it's all said and done if he develops a shot because he is in the Eastern Conference as well, and there's not a ton of big men in the Eastern Conference who are good. Yeah. Um, he can he can slip in there at the power forward maybe here in three or four years. So. Trade away. What well, do they have? I don't think they have anything to trade, so they'd have to really just yeah just buckle down. Yeah. Um, the Cavs and the Bulls and the Suns. I think the Suns, unfortunately, are unintentionally tanking. Like, ah, uh, they have DeAndre Ayton, who's gonna be good. They have Devin Booker, who is good. I, I, I think they are putting up the mask of unintentionally tanking. 
I don't think that they could truly be that bad if they weren't. Oh, it's because Silver said they were gonna find he's gonna find people for tanking this year. Oh, uh, so they're, so they're looking like they're. So trying. you think they're they're doing it? No, if anything, if, if anything, I think the reason they're trying to look like they're not tanking is to keep Booker happy. Because I think Booker's. Well, B- Booker said to be beginning of the season. Booker said, "I'm done not making the playoffs." Yeah, and, and they're not making the playoffs <laughs> this year. Um, so whether or not, I mean, if he comes out this, like if Kim he comes Walker. out this off season and requests a trade, then uh, there's a lot of teams. Give it to him. He's still out. He yeah. just signed a massive contract. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that he's like. I want people to come to me. Like, yeah, and like build a big. No, super, super hopefully he sees the, the the progress that Aiden's made and he realizes that. Just I, I think I think the Suns can be a very good team. I just don't think it's going to come as quickly as Booker wants. But Booker's also young and like he's yeah he's only twenty two maybe. Yeah, exactly. So they they they've got time, but um, regardless, I think the league did something really interesting with tanking this year that the bottom three teams all have the same odds to get the number one pick. And so the, who actually is the number one worst team doesn't matter. You have to be like a bottom tier team. And there's like five, six teams. There's the, the big four are obviously Cavs, Bulls, Hawks, Suns, and then you can throw the Knicks and the Nets in there. Like, yeah. Because I, if I'm the Knicks, I would tank because then, you know, when Porzingis comes back, maybe Neil Aquino develops, not, yeah. maybe Knox does. You could get another solid piece around oh, yeah. Bound Porzingis, and then you're one all-star away from being a contender in the East. Absolutely. So, but the, the the Knicks are the only one in a tank race right now who like I can really think of who like have got that true all star. Yeah. Um. Maybe Devin Booker, but he's in the West. So. So I'm looking at our plan of what we're going to talk about. I think I misread it and messed up. Um, the walls have really improved, huh, guys? Oh uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think we were supposed to do that earlier, but oh fuck, oh well, man. Uh, so we're going to talk about the Jimmy Butler um, trade for Dario Saric and Robert Cummington. Um, specifically, how the Wolves have improved. The Wolves were uh, okay, eh, team. Jimmy Butler's put up some great minutes, but um, they, they had their issues. Um, Dude, they were second to last. Before the trade, they were yeah. second to last in the league. Yeah, second to last in the West. In the West, sorry. Yeah. They're, they're on a three-game win streak right now with wins over the Cavs, Bulls, and Nets. So not like it's they, the greatest competition. They're, they're, and then they, They're six and two since the trade. Then they dropped. Well, they're, and they're two lo- but their two losses are to the uh, Nuggets and Grizzlies. But they beat the Blazers, but the Blazers have also lost five straight. Yeah. And so have the Pelicans. Ooh, but, um, so. It's just been streaky here. Yeah. It, it, um, since, since the trade, you Robert Covington, I think, is one of the most underrated players in the team. Since the trade, their defensive ranking is first in the league with 101 points per 100 possessions. They allow only 101 points per 100 possessions. That's ridiculously low. That's amazing. That's not bad. Uh, Robert Covington is also the... Great defender. He's also the first player in NBA history with a 3% block and steal percentage and over a 35% three-point percentage. So for those of our listeners who are more casual fans that don't follow advanced stats, that means... Or over three percent of opponents' possessions, he gets a steal, and over on on over three percent of opponents' two point field goal attempts, he gets a block. That's that's a lot, actually. It doesn't so, sound like a lot. Yeah. A so lot. They, say they're playing say they're playing the Kings, who gets a uh, hundred and six possessions per game. That means he's walking away with three point two steals, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, or let's say uh, they so 106 possessions, they take 80 shots, means he's getting 2.7 blocks. That's a ton. 
That is so many. And on top of that, he's scrappy. He can guard all five positions. And he's shooting over 35% from three. 35%. That's elite. Honestly, he's one of the most – he's from the G League, too. Yeah. you got to give he, the kid credit. He is the best D and three player to ever – or not D. He's one of the best D three players to play the game, and he could fit on 30 NBA rosters right now. There's not a single roster that could not use Robert Covington. I just, I just I hope he gets amazing. paid for it. He, uh, he will. Yeah, he's still. I think he'll, he'll get a he'll get a I think he'll get a current Kemba Walker size contract. Yeah, 14, 12, 14 a year. He, he he's he's incredible. I'm expecting him to get. I think I think he'd be reaching maybe he can get twenty million. But he's, with, he's, he's not going to get like a max contract. With the incentive of maybe like 25, 30 mil, they could offer him fifteen, maybe yeah. a little bit. Was it lower, like 12, 13, yeah. like you said? I, you, could, you could offer him, you know, if you continue making the all-defensive team, we'll increase your salary. You know, something like Because so, he was all-defensive last year. They oh, said, yeah. if you can continue making all-defensive team, we'll give you an extra two million or something like that. Here, here's, here's another huge improvement that the um, Wolves have made. Remember how bad Carl Anthony Towns started the season? Yeah. Since it's Butler. Since the trade, Carl Anthony Towns is averaging 34 and roughly 34 and a half minutes. He's averaging 22 and a quarter points, 14.4 rebounds, and 2.3 assists. See, but he did that on the game as Butler sat out, too. Yeah. On the back to back. Something yeah. about when Butler's on the floor, Carl Anthony Towns, I don't know if it was <laughs> him. It, it, it could be him actually like saying, Butler's playing this game, I'm going to play like shit on purpose. Like, yeah. it could literally be, yeah. if Butler's playing, Carl Anthony Towns sided, I'm just not going to play well. Yeah. But, and I'm going to show you, like, I will play well and I will play hard for this team and this franchise. If this guy's not on the court with but, me, but I think, that's what got him out. I, I I think this speaks really well to Tibbs because Tibbs was Tibbs. Everyone else was saying, myself included, I was especially saying this. Everyone else was saying, take the draft picks, rebuild. Without Butler, you're not making playoffs this year. And I think with these changes, the Wolves are a hard playoff team. Maybe hard playoff team. Hard playoff. I call them a medium playoff team. Yeah, you know, uh, we were just talking about how this league has been streaky this year. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe they're on streak, but I think I I think right now their weak link is Wiggins, and I think Wiggins. Are you putting up serious or not like some better numbers than he used to, or like to yeah. also like Cat? Yeah, no, and I I think as long as Wiggins can put up his like what fifteen to twenty points a night, oh, I think they want uh, at least twenty out of Wiggins. Yeah, because they're getting they're probably getting fifteen. Out of like Covington, they're getting like fifteen and seventeen, a four, four, and two and a half. Okay. I think that they want him up at twenty. I, yeah. I think. What's the two and a half? Uh, assists. Okay. That yeah. wants to be that second four. Uh, rebounds. Seventeen four. Seventeen point four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. My bad. Yep. Anyway, All right. so then, it's not not bad. Not bad. I did oh. definitely definitely they're they're improving. More. They're improving. I, I think. Yeah. I, I think the Timberwolves will be in the race for that eight seed along with seemingly six other teams this year. So yeah. the 76ers sense the trade. And granted, I think they're still – they made this trade expecting that they're going to get another pick. But before the trade, in defensive rating, they were ninth in the league at 106 points per 100 possessions. And after the trade, they're now 26th in the league at 113.3 points per 100 possessions. So their defense has gotten remarkably worse. Yeah. Um, also, they like they they are winning games, but they have a lot of close games, and they've lost to the Cavs. They they I they lost they, seven games. They've lost to the Cavs and the Hawks, mm-hmm. and 
in their five wins, all decided by six points or less, yep. including two buzzer beaters over the Nets but, and the Hornets. But both these buzzer beaters were Jimmy Butler. So they now sure. have this guy to take the last shot. That's, I think they're now looking yeah. for the additional pieces to build around them. Opposing teams won't for, just be looking for J.J. Reddick coming off the ball screen. Yeah, exactly. Close game situation and and so I, I think they have become temporarily worse but put themselves in a position to become ultimately better. They need to figure out the combination of how they take those shots because yeah. they have so much power in so many different areas off ball screens, and so you have shooting. scoring. They, 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 Jimmy and JJ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want, you want to drive, I mean, you go to Ben Simmons. Joel. You want to right. go post, you Joel go Joel. If you want, if you want a ball screen, you go uh, JJ Redick. I was gonna say, I love volume. That's yeah. what I said um, no, he's, he's a shooter. He just doesn't. Do Jimmy Butler is the only one who can have the ball in his hands and really create a shot. Create a shot. Yep. He's the only one on that team who can really do that. Covington kind of could, but Jimmy Butler is the only one who truly can yeah. on that team. And I think that's an issue. Other than that, your 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 shots to win games are Reddick coming off the screen, which everyone in the building knows is happening, or it's going to be an Embiid fadeaway over a tall defender. That's all they've got to shoot a game winning shot. Yeah. So okay. again, it'll it'll be it'll be a process. They've I they've notched they off a couple wins here. Oh, yeah. They've yeah. been close, closer than they'd like, but. I think but much they're, like they're a playoff team in the East, and it's about who yes. they are by the time they make the playoffs. And I think I think much like the Celtics, they're gonna have to go through this midseason trying to figure out what they are, and then by playoff time they will figure it out and they'll be they'll be rolling. Yeah. So Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that moves us into our, our uh, worth mentioning category. So in a couple of weeks now, any of you guys have some uh, something that was worth mentioning? I have one. Who do you think the best player in the Thunder is? Uh, Efficiency-wise, or how you factor in that? Just answer the question, because I guarantee you you're wrong. Fine. Russell Westbrook. Nope, it's Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, hey, they are plus 10.7 points a game when Jeremy Grant's on the court, and minus 2.8 points a game when Jeremy Grant's off the court. That's cool. <laughs> Good for him, man. Yep. Efficiency. <laughs> Anyone else got one? Um, I'd like to thank LeBron. I, I, I I figured he's listening. Yeah, definitely um, is. Because he a couple of shows ago we were like, you know, he's not been not been showing out lately. Kind of hasn't had his foot on the pedal. Dropped a fifty bomb on my. <laughs> he just said, okay, well, all right, guys, let's see what I gotta do. I just gotta go out there and give him something to something to talk about. So I got I got a good one here. If the season ended today, Kemba Walker Kemba Walker is your NBA scoring champ. Good for him. right now. Yeah. If the season ended today. I, I won. November 3rd, 2018, Jarrett Smith in an attack on Colin Sexton calls Trey, uh, Trey Young the Rookie of the Year. Since the, Trey Young is averaging 13 points a game, shooting 33% from the floor and 17% from three. Sexton, who he was taking a stab at, is sh- sh- uh, scoring 18 points a game, 50% from floor, and an unheard of 58% from three. Just throw some soup at Sexton, yeah. Yep. Get him going. <laughs> Honestly, maybe JR knew what he was doing. Yeah. If he leaves, gets rid of his contract, gets somebody in return for him, even that would be great. Hey, he, he, he's our silent protector. Our <laughs> watchful knight. Our, 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 our watchful guardian. Our dark knight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for him, though. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's good worth mentioning. So, that, that takes us into our final segment of the night. Um, player versus player from different eras. We came up with Patrick Ewing and Anthony Davis. Both centers. Both can hit the three. Both athletic. Both have never really done anything to embarrass in the playoffs. Yeah. That's the negative. 
One was, stuck, one was stuck on a dead end Knicks team. One is stuck on a possibly dead end Pelicans team. Yeah. So Ewing's career 21 9, um, so, 2.5 blocks to a that game. Note, if you look at Ewing's stats on a year by year basis, his, la- his last five years, he was averaging like 14 points or less a year. Whereas, like in the in the peak of his career, he was up he, in the 30s. He was like he, he was never a thirty point scorer, but he was a twenty six to twenty eight points a game scorer. And I'm sure we'll see that from Anthony Davis. In yeah, seven but, years. And, but Anthony Davis is still in his prime, and so Anthony Davis' career scoring is probably a lot higher. Um, they both put up pretty comparable career rebound numbers. Um, Anthony Davis uh, is a better three point shooter, but they both shoot around fifty percent from the floor. Um, I think uh, – can someone look up Patrick Ewing's block numbers? Because 2.4 a game. 2.4 a game. Is right. Patrick Ewing's? Yes. Oh, that's Patrick Ewing's. Anthony the, Davis. Anthony Davis is 2.4 a game. Oh, is he? Uh, you're looking right oh, at Oh, uh, career, yeah. So is Ewing's. So they're both 2.4 a game? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a hard matchup. Mm, a good one here. Um, yeah, their stats are – So, okay, he's play, he played for comfortable. 15 seasons. Anthony, so, no, Anthony, uh, 17, Anthony Davis is 7-in. So, so I think the only differentiating factor I can find in their stats is that Anthony Davis is a slightly better shooter. What are their um, – what is his assist? Assists? Uh, two. Two. Yeah, he's a two. And the rebounds? 10.4. So he's at 9.8. And then the points – Points are he, he's he's a twenty he's, a, he's about twenty three point six seven this season, whereas he's a tw- I think uh, Ewing's like a twenty one career, but like in the peak was twenty six to twenty eight. Um, his field goal percentage is wait, what do you want? His field goal percentage, right? Yeah, uh, fifty percent at. The Knicks. That discounts his last two seasons. All right, fifty-one point six for Anthony Davis. So what's his three-point percentage? Three-point percentage. Yeah, it's only like point one five or fifteen. All right. So Anthony Davis shoots it twice as better. Anthony Davis is at thirty-one. But I think he's the most statistically identical. And like, we don't have the we don't have the championships. We don't have the MVPs to differentiate. I think he's about halfway through. He could go, he's probably going to go up a little bit, then maybe a little down at the end, depending I, on when I, he retires. Here's the thing is, I think the only thing we can find is Anthony Davis is twice as good at three-point shooters, which I think is a reflection of the era. <laughs> but I think if it's the only distinguishment we can make, we have to give it to Davis, right? I guess so. In his highest season, Patrick Ewing, Patrick Ewing shot .286 for two seasons. So it was okay. very much an arc and then a fall. But Anthony Davis is thirty-three. He's thirty-one career, but he's thirty-three point three this season. Yeah, for a lot of seasons he didn't take any threes. Yeah, and he shoots at decent volume. He's like not like not like high volume, but like more than none a season. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably he's probably like time of the series. How the point eight was. To, he's, his career is probably between point eight and one point five three point attempts per game. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say he shoots more than two a game. No, but like point one and point four at the most. I'm I'm talking about uh, Davis. Oh, Davis. Yeah, he's he's probably like I'm gonna guess between point eight and one point five a game attempts. Uh, Three point attempts. Point one and two point one, two point two, two point two. So he attempts over two a game. Yeah. So so they're essentially the same player minus. 
fifteen percent better rifle three point range man than Davis. So I think we gotta get. I, I, I you guys can do what you want. I'm giving it to Davis. But he takes by more this much. All right, all right. It's uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to give my answer in ten years. Anthony Davis is done playing basketball. Come <laughs> with this. His average. So the point of the exercise, Nathan. <laughs> Games played. Those are good at exercises. Games played. He's averaging, so he's done a total of 427 in the same seven years. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's played way more. He only missed a few games, a handful That's of games. That's true. He yeah. has missed quite a few yeah. games every season. So. Yeah. Never had a full season so far. Nope. Well... I think I'm still giving it to the shooting percentage, but I think that's if you were to give it to that on that merit, I'd understand. All right. Well, in that case, we got one for Patrick, or sorry, one for Patrick, one for AD, Nathan Worms. I said I was waiting ten years. Anthony Davis nope. is done with his career. Here's a fucking answer. Come on, we need this one. Do you want your hat back? You'll give us an answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> for um, those of you listening, I just took his hat hostage. Yeah. I uh, I think. I think I have to give it to Anthony Davis. I think his range as a player, and I feel like his ability, I think his ability to be a little more explosive because he does have that three-point shot. He is able to take people off the dribble more. He has the post moves. I think Patrick Ewing is probably a little more polished in the post than Davis was. So I think inside out, Anthony Davis has got, got a little more Got to give him credit. We're credit to He made a decision. That's, so that so, so I'm going to end the podcast on. What Patrick Ewing does have over Anthony Davis is Patrick Ewing was in Space Jam. And, yeah. And so, hey, and he, so Anthony he, Davis he, has to be in Space Jam too. Look at you, LeBron. We now know you're listening. <laughs> and with that, we'll talk to you next week. Good night.